Welcome to A Word from the Word on Sound of Truth Podcast. In this podcast episode, you're going to hear a shorter version of a message I delivered to the wonderful people of Harvest Jacksonville. So if you're able, grab a Bible and join me for A Word from the Word. Exodus chapter 22, verse 1 through 15. Whoever steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it must pay back five head of cattle for the ox and for sheep for the sheep. If a thief is caught breaking in at night and is struck a fatal blow, the defender is not guilty of bloodshed. But if it happens after sunrise, the defender is guilty of bloodshed. Anyone who steals must certainly make restitution, but if they have nothing, they must be sold to pay for their theft. If the stolen animal is found alive in their possession, whether ox or donkey or sheep, they must pay back double. If anyone grazes their livestock in a field or vineyard and lets them stray and they graze in someone else's field, the offender must make restitution from the best of their own field or vineyard. If a fire breaks out and spreads into thorn brushes so that it burns shocks of grain or standing grain or the whole field, the one who started the fire must make restitution. If anyone gives a neighbor silver or goods for safekeeping and they are stolen from the neighbor's house, the thief, if caught, must pay back double. But if the thief is not found, the owner of the house must appear before the judges, and they must determine whether the owner of the house has laid hands on the other person's property. In all cases of illegal possession of an ox, a donkey, a sheep, a garment, or any other lost property about which somebody says, This is mine, both parties are to bring their cases before the judges. The one whom the judges declare guilty must pay back double to the other. If anyone gives a donkey, an ox, a sheep, or any other animal to their neighbor for safekeeping and it dies or is injured or is taken away while no one is looking, the issue between them will be settled by the taking of an oath before the Lord that the neighbor did not lay hands on the other person's property. The owner is to accept this and no restitution is required. But if the animal was stolen from the neighbor, restitution must be made to the owner. If it was torn to pieces by a wild animal, the neighbor shall bring in the remains as evidence, and shall not be required to pay for the torn animal. If anyone borrows an animal from their neighbor and it is injured or dies while the owner is not present, they must make restitution. But if the owner is with the animal, the borrower will not have to pay. If the animal was hired, the money paid for the hire covers the loss. This passage of Scripture implies the principle of property ownership, which is significant in this for us today. Many people today in our country are wanting our country to move away from a free market, that is to say free market capitalism, and move toward socialism or even beyond that, more extreme, communism. The younger generations in America do not look at socialism or communism with near the negative perspective that my generation and my parents' generation, or even my grandparents' generation, did. It was no problem whatsoever for my grandparents' generation to hear the word communism and associate it with evil. It was not much of a stretch for many of my parents. Most of my parents' generation viewed communism as something that was not good. My generation as a whole still looks at communism and thinks it is not superior to capitalism. However, those who are younger than my generation are increasingly, and the younger you go, the more it's this way, viewing socialism as an acceptable form for society, for government to function in socialism. And even increasingly here in the last few years, there's a more optimistic view of communism as well. 
Now, what I'd like to do is point out that oftentimes people use the words socialism and communism almost as if they're synonyms, and they have uh, a similar philosophy underlying them. However, there are some differences between socialism and communism. And I'm not going to take a whole lot of time to get into all the economics and the po- politics of socialism versus communism versus free market capitalism, etc. But I do want to point out the major significant difference between socialism and communism. Both socialism and communism are essentially economic philosophies advocating public rather than private ownership, especially of the means of production, distribution, and exchange of goods, i.e. making money in a society. Both aim to fix the problems they see as created by a free market capitalist system, including the exploitation of workers and a widening gulf between rich and poor. It was the rock and roll icon Frank Zappa who said, communism doesn't work because people like to own stuff. Under communism, there's no such thing as private property. Under communism, everyone shares everything and it is distributed according to need. I feel like it's very important for us to say, as Christians, we believe the Bible does not teach communism or socialism. I'd like to read from the article I wrote several years ago on this topic and was published nationally with Baptist Press across the country. The Bible teaches principles that point to a free market economy. Many theologians point back to the Genesis account in which God gave man dominion over the earth as the foundation for our current understanding of private personal wealth and ownership. When God gave the law through Moses, it's clear that God expected private property ownership of land and animals and goods. While there are some limits on interest, debt, and property transfers, the Old Testament laws fit a free market. Many of the Proverbs would make very little sense in a socialist or communist country. Even in the New Testament, the free market ideology stands. While there have been some who have attempted to argue for socialism or communism by pointing to the example of the Christians in the early part of the book of Acts, a careful examination of the relevant text reveals that believers were never forcibly required to give up their money or possessions for equal communal distribution. The consistent pattern among the apostles was to teach the early believers to give freely from a generous heart. As Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9.7 In conclusion, I want to say, dear Christian, stand for what's right. Part of us being salt and light in our country, in our nation, is not capitulating and saying, oh, it doesn't matter what type of governmental system is. We're just members of the kingdom of God. No, it does matter. If we truly to love our neighbor, we want, what, we want what's best for our neighbors. Communism is not what's best for our neighbors. It's not supported. The, the idea and the concepts are not supported in or by the word of God. We need to let our younger generations know. Communism is not good for people. It's not biblical. And it's not loving to help establish communism or to support the idea of such. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville and is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2023.